All right, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hum kya tha? Ke main ek basically ek pehle app li do sir, jema I can connect my phone camera to my laptop. So I'm technically on the laptop right now, but my phone. So you're looking at the laptop? Yeah, I'm looking at the laptop right. <laughs> but you have the phone camera in front of you. Yeah. So, How do you do that? I I need to get that app. I do that with. Magic. So this is my setup. You won't be able to see everything right now. But okay. Yeah, my bottle name. Okay, so you like okay. So how have you like managed to put the phone over there? Yeah, I I have a place here to put my like I put things here so that I can place my camera. Damn, I right. I have a system, bro. I have to set up a system. I think like a proper shit, man. I haven't done that at all. I just. It's just no, my laptop. I don't have a webcam. You forget that. I don't have a webcam. Oh shit! You don't have a webcam. I just forgot completely. Oh, forgot. That's why I'm doing all this. <laughs> I don't have. So yeah. Before we start. Yeah. What happened to Hamilton? Ah oh, man, Hamilton. What just oh, happened? What is like? What just happened? It was so weird. I mean, it's like, yo, why why was nobody talking about it? Even the the guy. Yeah. The commentators were saying that you know the smoke is coming out, and then away we go. Like, wait, what? Yeah. Why are they? Why are they going if it's smoking? What is this? Of course, like I'm pretty sure most newcomers would have felt like the exact same way when they saw that restart race and the smoke coming out. Like, oh, like you know, so dramatic, right? That entire scene yeah, so dramatic. Right? Like, like, okay, I, I, I think it was gonna be like this thing. Where they, I mean, you know, the newcomers will be like, "Oh my God, that's so cool that the cars are super heated up right now and smoking." Yeah. I'm just thinking, yeah. is that supposed to happen? That's a weird exactly. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think some of the other cars at the back were also having that smoke. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, exactly. So I thought maybe it's normal. Uh, maybe it's just some break. Like, This like I, I, so I originally thought it was. Around. Yeah, I originally thought it was like three, four cars together smoking up, and that's why there's a lot of smoke. But then the commentator yeah. said that Hamilton's brakes are heating up too much. I was like, "What? That's just one okay. car. If one yeah. car is smoking that much, then that's bad." And I think it was ultimately Lewis's fault. He didn't set up like the brake correctly or something. Like yeah. something like that. Wait, what? Yeah. So I'm sitting in a room that has lights that turn off automatically if there's no movement. And uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I mean, I heard that he didn't turn on the brake switch or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. I think his his back brakes failed, right? I think that's what happened. Yeah. I, I don't know what exactly. Rear brakes failed, and he just went straight into. Oh, they have like different <laughs> different buttons for buttons or pedals or whatever for rear and front front brakes. Is that? It? I don't know. No, I don't. No, I don't think that's how it works. It's honestly like this. Is like I. Don't know enough to be talking about this stuff yeah. because it's like no <laughs> way yeah. are involved. Like anything can happen, right? Because uh, initially, even with the worst happened crash, I was thinking that like okay, this is definitely some sort of fault from Red Bull, right? Because they didn't put the tires right or something like that. But everybody in the commentators' box as well, and like everybody, all my friends were even just saying that okay, it's the tires, the new Pirelli tires. Because Lance Stroll also crashed, as you might. Yeah, you, you, even the commentator said, right, that there's something wrong with the tires. They're too heavy, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what they said. Exactly, exactly. So it was immediately they figured it out, right? And so these are the things where I'm really like 
like this was like a written script you know what i mean like the top two <laughs> champions were pushed out of the race this was literally written in the script somewhere like, oh if you if you talking about a written script then it was probably even a boring script i mean in the sense that you know if there were 51 laps nothing happened for like the first 25 30 laps yeah. and then exactly. shit just hit the fan in the most colossal <laughs> way that's great. like yeah but man like when in the beginning of the race i mean there was like uh, you know Uh, Perez kept Hamilton at his back. He was literally like, you know, holding him back for him to not oh, pass. Yo, that was very important. Like, the the only reason Hamilton was third was because of Perez, not because of Verstappen. That's what I feel. Oh, I mean, Verstappen was just flying too ahead. But the point is that the second try was able to do that, right? Oh, yes, he had yes, the yes, second try yes. first with Red Bull, right? And we can see Perez finally like clicking with the car and.
interested in investing that's the i guess that's yeah. the right yeah. term to use yeah. and people are really in, uh, interested in, uh, in uh, this thing and because of that the whole thing of 2021 you know the beginning of 2021 was this entire reddit meme stock uh, you know going up to the moon yeah. and all that shit but you know even then i mean i guess one of the best ways to put it is uh, what happened last week as well with uh, you know with amc uh, it was basically uh, the, the the stock went up with gamestop as well it was one of the meme stocks but uh, last week specifically what happened is with the i mean the stock price doubled again right so i, I think it's at 80 or something like right now like about right now or when are you talking about well so that's like last week so starting uh, so this was this monday right so it, the price went up uh, to, to like to twice the original price by over the course of monday to friday last week that's 7 days ago to today around that time is it so, I, I thought it was like curve for fluctuating up and down by like 10 13 no 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 so days. yeah so exactly what happened is it went up again and what happened was there's this there was this entire trend of how you know we want to support ams and all that just like gamestop the whole meme stocks thing but also that uh, amc sold a lot of its shares and that would would have triggered uh, you know a price drop like as much as 30, you know the price actually did even drop it dropped by like 30% right but right. even then the price ended up being twice the price of like two weeks ago and the the, the thing is uh, it ended up having so, so my point here is that it ended up having like 80 percent real uh, retail investors and 20 percent like uh, corporation based uh, investors right and yeah. that's really just the general trend i'm talking about that uh, usually big price changes before 2021 has always been about corporations buying and selling stocks uh, on mass yep. right but now th- it's been people together changing the stock prices by a huge yeah. amount right the yeah, first time we could see uh, you know uh, a very intentful uh, you know manipulation of a stock like from exactly. the masses being together that's something we're witnessing for the first time and technically like uh, in a way we would know it would happen at some time because now, because of course of the internet, we know that there is an exchange among people, right? So we can actually see com- communities that are large enough and are determined enough to naturally do that at some point. But we hadn't seen it until now, and we can see the power that you know the individual yeah. investor now has just exactly. because of the connection, right? Yeah, it's a, um, I mean, it's a bit weird, right? Because uh, as we talked about last week, I'll just put it here. But the fact that the stock price itself is not directly attached to the money that uh, that the company gets to run its operations right and that is why i also again i refer to the amc stock because they sold these many stocks like i don't remember the exact number but it was a huge volume of stocks i think it was in the order of millions of dollars i think a couple million millions of dollars i think i'm not sure but uh, it it was a huge uh, amount and the point is that because of that, they could, in fact, you know, raise the money that they wanted to, right? So the idea is that if the stock price increases, then the company's value increases. But the value is not directly attached to the company actually using that money unless they sell that stock. And that's exactly what AMC did. So they're taking advantage of the situation that uh, is being presented by retail investors. Like they're trying to, you know, 
they try to raise money from that uh, stock and then once the stock price goes down they'll buy it again yeah. keep the ownership that's, of them yeah that's pretty much it i mean it's just about like i personally in general don't believe in the idea of you know day to day trading and investing in that sense it doesn't actually make a lot of sense in the long term of course it's like you can pretty much compare it to gambling right that's what people say day trading is like gambling that's pretty much what it is right but it, i mean it is an evil in itself but apart from that the thing is like if that is indeed happening then at least make sure not only the rich people get to do that right <laughs> like somehow it should be possible i mean if you're going to do it you got to have to have it you can't have it both ways right mm. if you're going to yeah. do it then you need to allow everybody to have such a thing as well it's just simply how it is so that's just great but like in general i just kind of just don't like the idea of day trading you know what i mean it's just i mean like, so like, okay i read this article a couple of days back i was you know looking for like technical terms that people use and how things happen so i i read that there are like four kinds of trading strategies i think it's like a common article so if you just google stock trading strategies i think you will get in, in like the top five results so it's not that okay. you know, hard of, of a find i guess link okay. i'll put in the description or whatever i don't know but sure. uh, the article said that there are like four strategies uh, of trading so first was the day trading that you know you hate and pro- i probably hate as much as you do because i don't, I don't yeah. I don't like the point of how volatile a stock gets on a daily basis and yeah. i guess that's why tesla is one of the worst stocks in that uh, i guess yeah. reliance is also a bad stock in india that way but reliance tends to go upward but it never tends to go down for some reason i don't know why yeah. that is it's a very yeah, it's stock. really fishy i don't know how it works yeah i mean it's, 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 a, it's a really weird thing i mean see i've you know i've read enough about the company to know what kind of things things they pull in the market or in politics and all sorts of things but in the end it's a very weird thing to have a stock just keep growing like what is this and it's it's growing so fast that's the weird thing to have but anyway my uh, coming back to the point like there are like four strategies the first one is day trading as i said i, I don't try, like it that much second is like position trading where you call it uh, I, i think it's a day to week thing so like you you have you pick a particular position and you stick to that position for like one or two weeks usually that's okay. the time time frame and you want to get in on the action so uh, i guess one of the ways i am doing that is kind of with general motors but in a slightly more uh, you know longer term investing so the, that's the third one that's what they call swing trading right and swing trading is a bit like is a bit of what i'm doing so i i like what general motors is doing they were one of the first people to say that we're going to move to completely electric cars yeah. by 2030 i think yes and um, a, a lot of companies join suit but i feel that not enough companies join suit right we've been proponents yeah, exactly. of you know fixing climate change and we we know how all these things you know how electric cars yeah. and uh, electricity and uh, energy distribution all fits into it we're not going to talk about it that, that much but in yeah. the end the point is that electric cars are you know, really useful and i feel that personally General Motors is doing a great job at in going in that direction, right? And yeah, yeah. with that, uh, with that, uh, I I bought like a couple of stocks. I think one or two stocks I have right now, and they've been growing amazingly. Right? 
and that that's really the idea that's been trading and then long term investing is what gk dada did so what he did was he would just buy the stock keep it for like 3 4 years or something and then he'll just sell it and because of that he would just buy blue chip stocks uh, and he would just like i guess he had like these couple of companies so he he had infosys he had pcs he had reliance and mm-hmm. i guess a couple more companies but in the end the, the idea was that uh he would only buy blue chip stocks and he would uh you know he would consider long term investing as a thing it, it's basically parking all your extra money uh until you need it and when you do you realize you probably have like 20 30% more than you parked it yeah right? yeah so that's, really and that's a pretty like simple way to think about it and to be honest like in the sense of actually adding any sort of real value to the world i think i mean it's pretty Uh, straightforward saying that of course yeah, day exactly. trading if you're doing day trading like the value of a company cannot degrade in a day that's just simply now not how it works right except exactly. i guess maybe special cases which are like but no but but, but it does. the thing is it does <laughs> that's exactly. a problem <laughs> because of the mentality of day trading the value does degrade in a day and that's the worst part yeah yeah so that's just Uh, us in a way allowing companies to be you know vulnerable to such sort of market forces which mm. if you think about it should actually exist in the first place right so that's just how yeah, it is and yeah. i think like this what i this is exactly what i read about right so because uh, like i have just started reading about stocks and like i just wanted to know what how are stock prices you are determined right so like all those sorts of things and like of course uh, it's just about demand and supply right so for example i think the company is going to do good that naturally means that i think that the stock price is going to go up which means that i will you know agree to buy the the stock right now at a higher price right so, uh, at enough of a higher price such that a person already owning a stock right now is willing to sell and that's just the demand and supply that's part of it right it's a very simple thing about I mean, now so that's like uh, i mean sorry yeah go ahead go ahead if you have something yeah exactly so the simple thing is that like how do we know a company uh, you know if a company is going to succeed so there are like various factors that are involved in that right so there is like uh, industry growth and like there are there are things that are already happening in the market for example if we know that there are going to be there's going to be an increase in like you know uh, homes like indian homes because we know that in general the trend is that you know there is an urbanization going on so naturally we know that companies that are focused around materials of building houses and stuff like that they're naturally going to go up so that is not about the company but it's about what the company is doing and the market availability for that right so those sorts of things are are one of the things that influences and like uh, things like that right so in that sense what i what i have to say about that is that right now people should really invest in green technologies because not only because of the fact that okay now people are actually going to push for it as well which is the people side of the equation what people think about the industry and things like that because as you know there are like right now it's pretty much 50-50 right what's actually going to happen to the industry and what people think are going to happen is what's going to happen <laughs> about the industry it just goes together it just goes together it has to go together so it's like two both of them are equally important right but naturally the thing is even in like even if in like 10 years uh, the majority of governments and companies don't go in that direction like science says that in at least 20 to 30 years naturally you're going to have to shift to greener technology or we're going to have 
like trillions and trillions of dollars of losses. It's just very simple in terms of it's just mathematics, right? So that this is something that you just you know what's gonna happen to it, right? If you just read the science of it, like if you just read the public discourse, there is still people who are like, okay, you know, something may happen or something may not happen in that way, right? You know, like some people who deny climate change, which is just messed up at this point. But uh, also sort of things, public perception is way less. Uh, you know, certain about how, whether green technologies are going to succeed, but the science itself and what we know about the industry itself tells us that definitely, if not in even the near future of say 10 years, in 20 to 30 years, it's definitely going to succeed, which means that like uh, you should find jobs that uh, focus on green energies. You should make businesses which do that. And if nothing, then you should definitely invest in stocks that that are of companies which are uh, thinking about green technologies which are, because naturally it's just going to happen, you know, so that's just yeah, my I mean, so Yeah, I agree. Happen. And, you know, uh, I've talked about this before, but, you know, I'm also at this kind of crossroads <laughs> where I'm also looking for a job, but I'm also running a startup bar. And exactly. if, if I uh, end up doing one of them or even both of them, then I'll have money and I'll be able to use that money to invest as well. So I am in this place where I can start doing exactly what you just saying that we yeah. should do and i feel i have two points on what you just said first is about the you know talking about green technologies in general i feel so there's this interesting thing about what we were thinking right so i guess let's go back like go back a decade or maybe like eight seven eight years where people in general started talking about you know pollution being bad and you know climate change specifically you know that you know yeah. how how pollution is leading to uh, climate change irreversible climate change things like that right yeah and i feel uh, one of the first things that we were thinking about back then and what was being talked about back then was the fact that we we did not think of anything other than actual pollution like you know the transportation the yeah. transportation yeah. of factories yeah. or things yeah. like that Right. In terms of like plastic bags and exactly. uh, so know, it's like garbage. Everything leads to climate change. It's such a complex problem that we can't even talk yeah. about it. But yeah. the the fact that uh, you know the only visible things was you know like waste management, like plastic and that thing, and the other was like pollution, like actual air pollution, air and water pollution. Yeah. That yeah. made everyone think that this is the most urgent thing that needs to be solved, and not. Uh, more you know less obvious things like you know me, even meat production or all kinds of other things like the factories yeah. and everything right it's intuitive you know to us yeah exactly and what i was what i'm really getting it at is the fact that these actually ended up being the first companies that talked about climate change in a serious way on an international level so automotive companies and transportation companies in general have now started talking about setting a clear goal right that if it's let's say automotive companies then they want to create green energy only uh, alternatives or if it's factories and factories are looking at you know using clean energy more and more like you know be it solar or wind or something like that right and we, we you know we had countless discussions on what is the best way okay give me just a second sorry <laughs> yep back uh, yeah so i mean uh, we do. We still don't have a perfect idea of whether uh, one of you know which of the clean energies will be the best way for us to move forward. And so we use an amalgamation of all of them together. But that's the idea. That I think we're going in this like if not a ten year, then at least like an eight year delay, where if we have realized that 
you know non obvious things like uh, you know meat production waste waste management or waste production exactly yeah. things if things like that are also affecting the climate and we've just understood it the last couple of years it's still going to take more than a decade like around a decade not more than a decade it's going to take a decade for complete you know for not just companies but also people in general to be serious about these things so yeah, even though yeah. the companies like beyond and impossible are making foods you know mark rober is making videos with bill gates and you know big people are talking yeah. about it but it's still exactly. not mainstream in a in an actionable way so people just keep yeah. talking about it but nothing really actually happens with it right yeah. and i feel I, I am in that direction where the you know if if I do want to eat meat outside, I'll prefer uh, eating imp- an Impossible Burger or a, or a Beyond Burger, even though the you know it, even though it might not taste as good. I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah. the 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 idea is that I am this is me voicing my opinion to the restaurant and hence to the Impossible Company that there is yeah. demand for products like these. There yeah, demand, there is the demand message, for this. Right? You're giving so a message to these people that you want products. Exactly, like exactly. So that's actually the research and uh, stuff will go actually behind making these things cheaper and better in terms of quality, right? Exactly, for example, exactly. if you just think about like air conditioners, right? Then like we know that a certain uh, you know certain kinds of air conditioner appliances emit CFCs. Some of the older uh, versions emit a lot of CFCs, right? Which is directly a very potent g- greenhouse gas. So. simply the thing is like we know i mean i'm pretty sure if we actually invest in the technology then we'll get air conditioners which don't emit cfcs at all right but the thing is for that we need to start you know paying for acs that cost a bit more maybe but actually give us uh, you know uh, are greener so that's what will send the actual message to the companies and the industry in general which will naturally take them in that direction right because the company does what the people wants that's just how it is right exactly. so one of the best ways for a consumer to actually promote you know uh, i mean contribute to climate change is just use products not only because of the products uh, you know decreasing emissions themselves but also about the message you sending to the industry sending to the exactly. yeah exactly. that's the no, crucial point that no i completely agree with that man and that's that's exactly the point right i mean even with the you know going going slightly off gear but uh, even with musk's uh, elon musk's discussion about how bitcoin miners are not using uh, clean energy and that's why he won't invest in it and you know then he might have all sorts of ulterior motives about him you know yeah. using an unregulated market and all that but i feel it's still an important problem that he brought up that you know crypto is not as simple as a basic you know as a I, i think smith used this word uh, fiat currency right so that's basically right, a yeah, currency yeah, that yeah. is used yeah. that, that that's paper like actual currency that does not have value associated outside uh, itself so us ha- usa did it like i think 100, 100 years ago or something like that i think they did it pre world war or post world war uh, around that time right. they basically uh, disattached the currency from yeah. no uh, from from gold right so exactly it was always connected to gold and they disattached it to from that and they uh, they said that you know the us dollar is going to be move on its own now it, it won't have any kind of 
you know attachment to any real thing so that's what fiat currency is right and that's how crypto is different from uh, you know from currency like this so even if bitcoin or ethereum or dogecoin or whatever all of these uh, cryptos if even if they're not attached directly to uh, any particular product in the real world because of yeah. what they do how they operate they have their own value and that's that itself what, has value exactly exactly and that is what will change the value so if if bitcoin has you know if bitcoin is popular it's gonna go up in price it's just like nike or yeah. and yeah. For, or like supreme or something like that it's yeah. pop, it's expensive because it's popular and it's popular because it's expensive and some it will just keep going right but if, yeah, if one day someone uh, someone popular says that this bitcoin uh, this cryptocurrency is not good because it uh, attributes to you know a bad uh, uh, bad energy production yeah bad yeah. energy distribution and usage then we'll, then the price will go down and exactly. that's really the idea right that if even if that is the case there's this entire concept so i'll, I'll just i don't know if i should go go into a bit of detail into it but technically speaking cryptocurrency is basically uh, like a decentralized ledger system right so it's basically okay. uh, Every every blockchain, like let's just consider Bitcoin for now. So if yeah. Bitcoin is a is basically a chain of blocks, hence blockchain, right? So yeah. each blockchain can like each block contains a set of transactions, right? So it's basically like I don't know, I don't think you will be using it, but we here use Splitwise. So it, we basically use it to record our transactions with each other. So if I paid for a restaurant one day and some other guy went to the groceries tomorrow and bought groceries for us, then we'll just put it in Splitwise and Splitwise will do all the work for us. So for yeah. us to know, right? And that's essentially the idea that it's a ledger system where you record each transaction and yeah. each block is connected to the other. And it's decentralized in a way that you have a key associated to every block which will basically be an authentication in the sense that this is the right block to go at the end of the chain, right? So that's basically blockchain. Yeah, so, exactly. So blockchain mining, be it Bitcoin or Ethereum, mining for that uh, blockchain is basically processing that key. It's, it's basically a unique key that you have to find, yeah. which is, uh, you know, based on encryption, it cannot be reverse engineered. So you can, uh, so it's encrypted in such a way that you cannot, uh, you know, you you can't find an inverse function. You can, the function yeah. only goes forward, right? Goes one way, yeah. so you have to calculate the uh, the key manually you know, throughout, and that's why you need GPUs because GPUs are good at mathematics, right? Yeah. That's the idea. So, I mean, I, I know I'm going through a lot of things right now, but uh, on the top level, this is the idea that it's a decentralized ledger, right? And now that's the true. idea becomes the problem with uh, mining is that if we have 10 systems mining for a particular key, now a blockchain is just that. It's a chain. It's a linear chain, right? So every block would come after the other. And if the block, uh, if you know, each block has its own key, so if 10 computers are finding a key for a block, then they're essentially fighting for that key, right? Yeah. And if one of yeah. the 10 machines finds that key, then the other nine machines have all wasted all their energy trying to find the energy. Trying to find, yeah. Right? So they, they wasted all this energy trying to find the key and now they have to start working again. And 
this is actually incentivized in this current model so it's called the proof of work model where you know uh, so if i and if i have 10 systems and like system 1 and system 3 both say that okay you know this is the block that you should add and you know there are different blocks in the end right because the key is different so which key to should i accept you only view one of the keys is right then it, you basically put trust on the person or essentially the machine that has done the most work that's the proof of work so because i have done a lot of work in the past that's why i feel that i should be, uh, you know that i my machine should be taken to you know to uh, yeah. uh, essentially my key my block should be taken uh, in the blockchain essentially right and the yeah. problem with that is that is basically incentivizing you to collect like tens of thousands of gpus together make up yeah, mining server so that yeah. you can hit all the keys that you want right and yeah. so bitcoin and ethereum are going to transfer to this new model called proof of stake so you basically you basically become a stakeholder in that blockchain so if your okay. block uh, turns out to be a fake block or a tampered or a fraudulent block then You, you essentially what happens is when you generate the key you put all the ethereum or blockchain that you have mined as stake so yeah. you you put it at stake that you know uh, uh, this is the collateral for me put you know me generating this key if this key turns out to be fraudulent you can take all of, uh, take away all of this ethereum or blockchain uh, or bitcoin sorry bitcoin yeah so that's essentially the idea that they're moving on to a, a proof of stake model yeah. yeah exactly right and there's also another problem with that that if it's a uh, you know it's a what do you call proof of stake then there are very high chances that people with a lot of bitcoin or a lot of ethereum can move the blockchain in their own direction and create their own fraudulent transactions but yeah the idea is that what we've settled on as you know as human kind uh, for lack of a better word right now uh, for what you settled on right now is that we should start with proof of work because there's not a lot of machines working on the blockchain and once the blockchain matures so that there's a lot of work done in the blockchain already you should shift to uh, proof of stake where because the system is decentralized enough there's no way i mean the chances are very low of people uh, you know making a centralized system out of a decent yeah. or already decentralized currency basically mm-hmm. that's yeah so yeah that's like the sort of thing right because uh, for cryptocurrency most people are just looking at it as a stock right but like really if you gonna invest into it you should really understand how it works on a technical level only then will you actually be able to believe in its benefits right people say that it has like you know uh, like a secure transactions and quicker transactions uh, you know through the internet right that's the uh, that's the selling point of cryptocurrency why do we need this extra currency uh, for no reason right so these are the reasons that exist and you would not properly understand what these reasons are to be able to invest in it before you understand the technology for it right so the yeah, simple yeah. reason is like the way you said it right because like i think there is a lot of things that you pretty much like just you know glanced upon about like how blockchain works and how like the key encryption yeah. works i think anybody 
that wants to invest in cryptocurrency please understand how this works like from any sort of source like from youtube or anywhere you yeah. you find I mean, pretty i, I guess i also put i also put a couple of uh, show notes you know that people usually put in podcasts i guess i'll put a lot yeah. of links as much links as i can all yeah, the videos you have to reference as much as possible that's one thing that yeah but i mean that's that's really what it is right i mean that that's that's a weird thing about you know creating content i, I don't know i'm just shifting gears for that's, like 5 yeah. minutes no that's just content yeah Uh, like just for 5 minutes i'm going to shift gears completely but there's this weird thing about creating content like this so if you if if you're going to talk about things that people should know more about you 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 start talking with each other and because i mean we already have history with each other you know you know some yeah. things i know some things and the two of us know what the other one what the other right? so, yeah, so the other we just jump over all the assumptions and we keep you know keep moving forward but the yeah. problem with that is there's a lot of content that goes beneath and there's a lot of assumptions that we ourselves make that may be wrong and exactly. to correct them but also more importantly there's a lot of things that i have read there's a lot of things that you have read on top of which we are discussing discussing right exactly. and so it becomes like this dilemma where you should watch you know should people watch our content or should people read the things that we have read and make their own conclusions yeah. exactly I mean, I don't know yeah. what what we should so, do Yeah, so that's pretty much exactly the yeah because the thing we're doing is we're discussing, but it's pretty much it feels like uh, you know an imposter syndrome, right? Because we're feeling like okay, maybe we were talking about things that other people have already talked about, and like maybe we're just stealing from them instead of just you know actually.
three blue one round like grant sanderson talked about it for like 30 minutes yeah. Yeah. then i built on top of it and i went i i mean we sent the conversation forward and then there's someone else that you know watches our podcast listens to our podcast whatever and i don't know it takes it again forward <laughs> please again forward and that's just what we would love for uh, you know to make happen is yeah. adding some sort of value from this entire network right so it's just a good sort of network i, I, I guess really going back to this this is a very de- uh, very good decentralized way to you know to, to gather yeah. knowledge that it's a decentralized yeah. knowledge system i mean yeah. I, i guess reddit and uh, you know wikipedia and things like these do yeah. that a lot on their own yeah. but this is a very live organism it's like the the meme thing that gray talks about right that yeah. the, the the meme uh, exists it spreads but it dies if it's not muted so yeah. a mutation will keep the meme going forward and in the same way if there's a there's an important No, it's not just knowledge that needs to go forward, right? If it's just facts that you're talking about, then it's not going to be fun. I feel that you know, if there if there are opinions that you put on top of it, then the things will mutate. It will have it will take its own shape and will keep going forward. So because of us, I think we put cryptocurrency in a very technical, uh, you know, standpoint that we just talked about yeah. crypto as a tech and we didn't talk about you know the role of Robinhood or the role of Elon Musk yeah. or the role of yeah. I don't know Dogecoin yeah. on on it, right? Yeah, But, right. Uh, yeah. I, I think people can put it on top, and people can go ahead. But and yeah, like also going into more like abstract uh, terms. Basically, it's that like you know decentralize all things. You know what I mean? Because like our intuition is that decentralization is just not good because you cannot take decisions quickly and things cannot happen in a clear manner. It's much more complicated going in from the very start. right but if done right decentralization can provide value that you like just cannot imagine right because things like currencies right currencies if you decentralize a currency that's bitcoin right that's one of the main points of uh, of cryptocurrency right that's yeah. basically you decentralize a currency so for example if you talk about any normal currency that you're using even in your country right then it is always associated to your government and the economy of the country right but if the economy of the country drops and that means that your currency is going to go away as well so the so in that way the it's still for the even for the country the currency is as decentralized as possible right but it's still local and confined so it's still centralized in that way right and yeah, so i mean that drop the economic yeah the economic crisis of 2007 8 is just calling at your doorstep right now talking pretty much yeah, and like yeah exactly it's like so much uh, even the economy of greece and venezuela right all these countries where well yeah happened. so uh, greece and venezuela are very confined uh, you know economies where you know what yeah. happened didn't move out and that's why this the problem of centralized currency exists and the yeah. opposite was true for uh, you know for the us dollar in the 78 crisis where you talked about you know once the currency of the us dollar dropped so many countries were dependent on the us dollar that even their own currency dropped you know yeah. ranging yeah. all the yeah. way from like you know i don't know europe to china to freaking india as well like everything <laughs> so yeah. yeah i mean it's yeah you, that that's really the end point right that crypto needs crypto has this uh value in being decentralized but the problem there are still problems with decentralization so you have to figure yeah, those out there's always it's always a trade off right it's always a trade off between things but you definitely need to consider all of them right 
So that's just like decentralization. Like pretty much, I think the concept of decentralization, if you know, made right, there are quite a lot of benefits that you can have. Like I'm pretty sure, like you know, everywhere people are like, okay, you know, governments and uh, you know political parties aren't doing the right thing and things like that. Basically, political systems or many different sort of systems where you can see. these obvious failures coming out now right where of course at one point you would think okay this democracy is pretty much perfect and it'll just you know because everyone's voices will be heard but then you realize okay how where power is concentrated and what that does to you know many uh, you know manipulation for the public and things like that so naturally you start to understand all these problems that it has and like i think a good de- decentralized system would really help us in governments as well but that's probably a very controversial thought and also very important thought where that we'll again discuss sometime later probably <laughs> another podcast but yeah. uh, but i mean yeah so that's what about. it is so, so i was talking about uh, about this with a friend as well right i i guess i'll move uh, you know i think we're killing off all the side notes that we went into and coming back up but uh, there's one last thing i wanted to talk about currency i was talking with a friend and we said that we had a you know there's this uh, important thing that was lost due to this whole covid thing that you know in 2020 everyone started talking about covid and it's still the thing being talked about not just on a personal level but also on a political on an economic level and everything right the covid has yeah. taken on everything so there's this pre covid important event that was occurring that was the in the us china trade war right and yeah. Yeah. there was an important thing that uh, like you know, i guess i read about it i don't i don't know how obvious that was to people but yeah what i'm talking really um, what i'm really talking about is that the the us and the china currency systems were very closely linked so the the implicit uh, deal that they had was that us would uh, you know us would essentially have all its manufacturing done in china and china would in turn keep their currency value low so it will keep it cheaper right so there there was this entire cycle where the us could invest uh, money into china and china would do manufacturing and send the products to us and it would be like a two way thing that they you know work together with right and yeah i mean that's essentially the idea that because that there were tensions between us and china they what they did was they essentially killed off the uh, they, they started killing off the trade routes uh, not the trade routes but like the trade pipelines in a way like metaphorical pipelines where they blocked off a couple of products then china said that okay we'll block these products then us said that we block these and it just it was actually cascading before we went to the covid scenario and of course you know why covid happened boy you know who caused covid that's a completely different discussion but in the end what happened was that us and china were going into a trade war that led to the essentially killing off of this implicit deal where there was a connected currency the currency was not connected in in you know in a very direct It's way because their economies were so closely linked together because of so you know how manufacturing is fundamentally been, you know exactly uh, exactly to china at this point right so exactly. it's very interlinked with the us economy yeah. right now. so by the way there's also this so okay uh, india has this uh, whole thing of atmanirbhar bharat right in 2020 that modi released it's also becoming a thing in the us where people are talking you know people are taking pride in the fact that a thing is american made it's been made 
so that's the that's the entire thing that people are now moving to a more national economy than having an international economy and yeah. they see so i guess it's this thing where you know us china had good relations then they started having tensions and covid essentially broke that link and you know china went in their own way in in their own direction for the economy and us went yeah. in their own way. and mm-hmm. the economy is as separate as they can yeah. be right now right so yeah. the, i guess that's why i'm really bringing this example is because i think this is this is i guess one of the problems that crypto should be able to solve that if there's a single event or a single relationship that's you know you know that is bringing a currency down then yeah. then a crypto yeah. would be the exact opposite of that that you know a single event would not lead to a single national event or a single political event would not lead yeah. to such changes but the problem with that is right now because they're so young i guess that's the word yeah. they're so young they have their own volatile events like you know elon musk talking about it again for the for the 100th time elon elon musk saying something moving the yeah. prices up and down like anything right and yeah i mean in the end i, I mean right we still need to think about it in more fundamental terms that's just how i would like to put it because it's actually an entire currency right so we need to make sure we don't think we don't put uh, bitcoin's price in the hands of market forces right we need to make sure at least of this one thing because well, yeah. that's really so okay that, that, that's a good segue into finishing off this side note as well and you know coming another level up about investing that we were talking about you know i, I use this word uh, in our last discussion that you know if we're talking about investments think of everything that you invest in as a product right and yeah, yeah. That's uh, this 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 logic is why you know uh, this logic is why i still can't understand investing in currencies but let me just describe what i mean by an investment product so a product has its own value it it has its but you know a product might have its own value but there's also external value things like you know supply and demand the, yeah. the companies making that product and things like that so you know i guess the the closest exam, example i can find is gpu right now so there's a lot of semiconductor shortage right that going yeah, on right exactly. now so yeah. intel amd nvidia they're all suffering from it the most but there are also companies like automotive uh, companies like gm and freaking like everyone that's been affected due to semiconductor yeah. shortage right yeah. so nvidia comes up and uh, makes this uh, series of gpus that are made only for mining and the non mining gpus have uh, a reduced hash rate so that's basically the calculations that they do so because of that it's not viable to mine on those gpus but then, i mean there's this whole technicality where it's almost impossible but it's still not completely impossible so what yeah. what ends up happening is that the prices of gpu changes a lot based on the events that happen Right. because of this uh, gpu short- so gpus were uh, were uh, experiencing a shortage due to cryptocurrency miners right that's why gpu scalpers became this whole thing but now it has turned into a long term thing where semiconductors 
are in a, in a shortage in yeah, general yeah. so it become that's like a much more fundamental problem right exactly so, and it's a, it's a very long term problem because it's a fundamental problem it's a very long term problem that it's not will take yeah. it'll take years if not months months if not years to solve yeah. right exactly and yeah that's i mean that's exactly the point that because of that the gpu and cpu prices are skyrocketing a lot i mean cpu is still not going that high but gpu prices are still yeah, right? yeah, and that's the idea that if you know your product has its own value but it's also attached to its supply and demand that's that's where i'm you know i'll move on to the investment products that may be stock market that may be real estate that may be crypto that may be anything yeah. right there may be gold or silver as well right they are all commodities it's easier to attach your value to gold oil silver than to stocks but in the end it's just that day trading literally works on the logic of it being an investment product where i set a price and you set a price and if both our price match we make a transaction that is why i feel i still don't understand completely not i'm not saying that i don't understand at all but i don't completely understand the idea behind investing in currencies and uh, you know on top of that cryptocurrencies because currencies i feel are attached to an economy so if uh, let's say i want to invest in the us economy i would buy the us dollar that's and then sell it five years later to get a profit yeah yeah maybe yeah, yeah. That, that's but then a weird thing that am i betting for us or am i betting against the indian economy what what is exactly happening there right because if indian currency value will also uh, you know inflate on its own us currency yeah. will also inflate on its own so there's this there's always this sense of inflation but who will inflate less i guess that what you have to aim for but then it's a bit weird because of that i feel cryptocurrency has increased uh, sorry i just uh, have one yeah. i just have one more point it's that i guess for crypto there's still a bit of things you know like there's a technology behind it there's the uh, there's the strategy behind what kind of blockchain is made what's the calculation all of it right i guess that is the intrinsic value behind the currency but other than that i feel, I, i don't i really don't understand how i would invest in a currency i think what's it's just a yeah i look i to be honest i don't even know how you know uh, the proper uh, fundamentals of stocks themselves but Uh, like so i don't know how much of this uh, things that i'm going to say right now are true but what i think about currencies is that currency is not just for an investment right because when we think about cryptocurrency like the people's perception is that we're thinking about an investment right but it is actually a currency right so for example if you are actually let's say if you're going to have a trip in the us and you buy some dollar uh, you know you buy some dollars for that from your indian money right so mm-hmm. those dollars you aren't investing in the us economy all you're doing is <laughs> exactly. taking that money so you can do transactions in the us that it's exactly. very simple right exactly. so for any sort of person who's going into cryptocurrency you have to first make sure what you're doing right if you are there for investing then you need to make sure that you know in general the system needs to make sure that the investing portion is less than the uh, uh, the transactions that are in- involved for the investing are less than the amount of transactions that are involved for actual transactions like for example if you are in the us 
and I am in India right now, which is the case, right? Yeah. And if I have some Bitcoin and you want to sell me something, right? Then instead of me converting my Indian rupee through the US dollar somehow and giving the money to you through a bank or however those systems work, I'm yeah. just gonna give you the Bitcoins, right? So those are the transactions and that's where the, that's why the value of the currency exists because people actually want to make transactions cross country in a smoother way, right? And in a secure way that is independent from, you know, uh, uh, government banks and things like that. So, so hmm. that's something. So like the first point, as you mentioned, is that people need to think about cryptocurrency as a currency, right? And then on top of that, what I'm trying to say is that you need to think actually about it, not as stocks and as currency, currency, which means that the investing portion exists, but its purpose is transaction, which is its purpose is in being a currency. Hence the word cryptocurrency. Yeah. I mean, not, not an investment. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, it's not an investment. It's transactions, right? That's something that every person who is going into crypto needs to understand. Because I'm, because uh, you know, even around me, some of my friends are starting looking into cryptos because largely because of the memes, obviously because largely because of the of uh, huge price in the price of Dogecoin, which we know uh, the reason for yeah. pretty much. And if you don't know, by the way, then I don't know what rock you're living under. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, Elon did some pretty messed up shit, but uh, so Please here we are. Right? Exactly, yeah, so just, that's just the only thing that, uh, like, even in terms of awareness, we've seen people just getting into there for uh, getting in it for the investment purposes. And that's, an, that's a vital information that everybody needs to know. That's how I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's true. And, you know, I, I think I didn't, uh, I, I never thought about it in this direction. I know the the word cryptocurrency has the word currency in it. I know that. Exactly. Like, yeah. But uh, I'll admit that even I did not look at it in this direction. But I still would like to play the devil's advocate and say that it while it may be slightly true that you know uh, you should think of it as currency and not as stocks. I feel that this is a it's it's like an orthogonal uh, you know direction in investing. It's not really connected to, uh, it's not really connected to currency, but in a way, you know, it, it's perpendicular to the currency investment, but it's also perpendicular to the, uh, you know, to, to, to the stock market. And I, I guess, I don't know, it's, it's a vector in, I don't know if it's a vector in that 2D space. Or if it's a 3D vector, I, I know I'm really going in these mathematical terms right now. I think I think we need to make sure for the viewers in what terms we talk about, right? We, yeah, yeah. We're talking not in actual terms, we're just talk, uh, talking analogously. Just uh, yeah, yeah. make sure. So what what I really want I'm saying is, I don't know if uh, so. So I consider uh, the stock market and the currency market as two things that are not. At, at least not directly connected to each other. They might yeah, be indirectly, yeah, direct. Then they're not directly connected yeah. in any any. This no different purposes. They are yeah. different things to any. Uh, yeah, in, they're in two, two different things. markets, like altogether. They're two different. Markets. They're different things. Yes, I yeah. yeah, right. So I I don't know if uh, crypto is you know cryptocurrencies are somewhere in between these two markets or. Or is it a completely different market that when, does it need to be a different market or uh, does it need to be between these two things? I don't know. 
Yeah, I'll that, tell you. So, so the thing is, it is kind of in the middle of these things, right? Because okay. of course we know that it's a currency, right? But the main, uh, but the thing right now is that cryptocurrency is very young. It is very young. It's just invent in terms of a like if we think of a company or a stock, ten years is okay. Let's say it's a it's a pretty respectable, maybe not that much, but to an amount uh, a pretty good amount of time, right? But okay. for a currency, think about it just as a currency. It is very young, right? Ten years is nothing for a currency. Currency course, means yeah. that you're gonna have exchanges for a long period of time, and if you're gonna if you're not gonna do that, then the exchanges don't mean as much, right? So naturally, ten years is a very short time for uh, you know uh, any sort of currency, and hence cryptocurrency. So what we need to think is uh, the, the idea is that cryptocurrencies are uh, right now they are an investment. they are fundamentally a currency but right now they are an investment because its potential is slowly being realized in the world right so until the potential is a more, until it becomes a mature currency it's an investment into that mature currency exactly that exactly so that's actually, i'm pretty sure if i if i'm getting this right that's exactly what it is right so I mean, it, it's i guess not, You know, more, uh, think about if you just gonna you know uh, keep your uh, buy a Bitcoin for say one year and then you're gonna sell it or something. Then of course it's not a currency for you, right? It's an investment for you. And even right now, a lot of people are actually doing that, right? And people are thinking about it as investments. But for people who are going for the long term, for the larger number of years, they know that they know the value for it, which is that it's not actually a stock to be sold in the next year. It's something to be kept. For which which will be useful for transactions later on, and for that the value is coming into the currency right now, and that's the that's the thing you don't understand. Like it's a currency, but right now it's an investment because it is young. That is the line that needs to. I think that's a that's a good thing. It's transitioning yeah. from an investment to a currency. Yeah. I guess yeah. any currency is also it an is, investment. Let, let's just no, put, yeah. put that. I guess you can take any currency could be an investment because it's yeah you know linkage to the economy. But uh, it is an uh, it's a currency, but it's an investment right now because it is a young currency. Yeah, I, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know if I should call it right. You know, if this is right or wrong, I, I don't want to call it whether it if it's right or wrong because I feel that this is such a fundamental thing that I think that is exactly what is gonna end up happening. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if. Uh, Uh, you know, if the currency's value will go up or down, but I know that crypto will mature itself in the future, yeah. right? That any kind of technology matures in the future, right? Be it the internet or be it AR, VR or be it machine learning. Machine learning is still going in yeah, that stage. Yeah. It's, you know, it's still a bit young right now, right? I think crypto and machine learning go hand in hand in in the yeah. age perspective at least, right? And yeah. I feel yeah, that's. Actually, the idea that it's such a fundamental thing that this is exactly what is. I mean, it is not an opinion. I feel this is this is kind of a fact that because it is a young thing, it it the value is in investing for its future, which will be the maturity that, yeah. of that thing. Right. That's, I feel I feel that's a that's a very good way to put it. And that's a smart thing. Man. That's a yeah. That's a. Great to think about, right? So that's just the thing is I don't even know a lot about cryptocurrencies right now, but like knowing from the looking at the fundamentals of it, that's how you should approach it. That's 
that's what a uh, you know deduce that's what a uh, that's the conclusion that i have for computer if right? i had a vodka shot for every time you said the word fundamentals i, I, yeah, I would I mean, try it right i just i am good <laughs> but, but no see image podcast is proofing and terms are going to be so repeated it's going to be so immature but it's just Uh, is this going to grow i hope it does i think i'll point out to this i don't know if i'll put this in the podcast or not but i'm just thinking that we i've always you know both of us have always had this thing about you know let's stick to the fundamentals right be be it your you know your theoretical mindset that you put in that you know you research things or be it me yeah. that you know if i want to solve a problem then i'll start with the fundamentals always and then go on to solve the problem right and i feel that's a thing that you know that dk dada used to say if you know that you know if you can't understand something stick to the fundamentals right that's yeah. that's his thing and i think i think that's something that we've been following for for a long time now and it has become this thing where you know we'd like to boil things down to one on one level right exactly. that, we should be got a natural intuition to understand something if you can't yeah. understand something that's a natural way we approach right yeah like i mean there's this thing where like you no know, uh, i don't i don't use your word fundamentals personally i use the word simplification that you know i like to simplify things as much as possible that i, I don't want to complicate right and so so i'll just share this small thing i don't know again if i'll put this in the podcast but uh, i had an interview where i was you know uh, i was given a problem i had to solve a problem by using some kind of mathematical model or any kind of model right you know any kind of machinery model i would use so i just started brainstorming you know a couple of different ideas of, of what i could do you know maybe i could use an average but okay average would not work so i'd use a weighted average things like that and while talking i just started coding in front of them because that was it was a live coding exercise right for me and i was just explaining things and i was just typing things out and what ended up happening was i ended up making a version of the k nearest neighbors uh, algorithm that's you know it's one of the machine learning algorithms right that we use i just ended up making that and that's what i'm saying that because if you understand the simplified version of what things are supposed to do you know am, am i supposed to find an average you know i need to find something that's between these this data it means i need to find an average but an average might not work because some some data points are more important than other data so you find a weighted average but the, how do you find that weighted average you need to make you need to automate it. so you need to find the importance on you need the algorithm to find the importance on its own and then you keep building you keep building and it just turns out exactly. to be a machine learning model <laughs> right exactly. and, uh, yeah so you just basically that's the advantage right when you are going to those uh, you know simplified versions and then you deriving things that you want to know if they are true or not for the things that you want to understand they are true or not or what's uh, how things work if you actually derive them by yourself you will know from the inside that it is true and you don't need to rely on any other person's words because you will actually know it is true and that's the that's the most concrete way for you to understand anything at all actually you know create it actually derive something that's like the and, the, and not the, just and not just understand or derive something but actually be actually make some use of essentially that's what i'm trying to say yeah. that if you want to understand the quantum mechanics then you can really just start with the young's double slit experiment and just keep building on top just yeah, like yeah. that youtube channel did yeah. right but 
if you really want to understand what i mean let's just say okay well, there's there was this paper by uh, by google called quantum supremacy i know i'm going in a completely different direction but yeah, still yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the paper by quantum uh, by, by google called quantum supremacy they basically said that you know they showed that quantum computing is viable right now there's a lot of uh, you know physics behind quantum mechanics and quantum physics on top of which quantum computing is built it has its own complexities and then on top of that they they proving quantum supremacy basically uh, you know turning all exponential uh, pro- problems exponential level problems into linear level problems yeah, right yeah. that's the that's really the idea and i read that paper personally before reading the articles and the videos about it because it was a huge thing that everybody was talking about for a week and then it just disappeared but because mm-hmm. i read the paper i because i understood the the basics of what a qubit is and how it works and how it fits into yeah. the system and i know how logic gates work in normal computing because i know these fundamentals i could build a parallel from conventional computing to quantum computing and then parallel help me understand the paper in a much better way right so if you understand those fundamentals i feel it's not that difficult to at least to read that paper i'm not saying that quantum computing is easy it's definitely not exactly. but yeah. reading the paper about quantum supremacy and what they did and what the importance of that paper is and their research yeah. is i guess it's it's easy to understand if you know your basics yeah. in which again uh, the point goes about quantum computing right that like we've been <laughs> basically the uh, advancement in computer generations right with the uh, exponential increase in power uh, by the you know by the uh, uh, we basically banked up on moore's law right for the processor getting smaller and smaller right we banked on that to make a uh, power exponentially more uh, you know just usable and more compatible in our with us right mm-hmm. so but the thing is now the simplest component that is the transistors they are on the levels of atoms now right we have like they are 10 atoms wide and stuff like that recently ibm made a IBM. new uh, processor mm-hmm. right so yeah. like it's literally in numbers of atoms and now the thing is that everybody who's thinking about the next generation for computers everybody who's thinking about okay where's the next exponential power going to come from Moore's law is done, man. We we're done banking on that. We're done. We're done with that. <laughs> yeah. so, so now, anybody who wants to that power, we need to uh, talk about quantum computing because that's the only other source we currently know of which possesses the power to give us that exponential, you know, calculating capability. So oh, that's, that's just one thing that. Uh, so that's one. Uh, I think quantum computing is gonna go up pretty quickly after we know that. our uh, chips are obsolete we're done with making conventional chips more uh, you know compact yeah, i mean see okay uh, there's this whole other discussion about how you know uh, hardware is just one side of things amd just uh, did exactly that with their uh, zen zen 2 and zen 3 architecture right that's why i'm passionate about amd and what amd did was pure technological innovation Right, that that's exactly what they did. So they just optimized. You, they just actually optimized uh, the. Yeah, they, they, they optimized the software behind it. So every yeah. every calculation cycle is basically an instruction that it executes, right? Exactly. And what yeah. they did is that for every 
instruction cycle so there so there is an instruction cycle there is an execution cycle and there there like there are things related to this entire or there's this thing about operating systems and how uh, hardware works and things like that you, you will come to know it when you know, yeah. by the time you finish your degree but on a very higher level what they did was basically fit more uh, you know instructions in their execution cycle that's yeah. literally what they did so they they fit 15% i think they did they uh, they had 15% more instructions in their execution cycle and because of that even with a lower process that uh, you know a process power that is like 4.3 or 4.7 gigahertz that everybody hears about even with that lower execution cycle speed the the number of instructions that are executed are at level with intel so what happens is that with lesser execution cycles hence lesser you know read lesser energy yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah. they can do the same amount of calculation so that that added with more number of cores than intel just makes a better processor than intel yeah, at, at least for the fifth, at least the yeah. 11th gen intel versus 5th gen amd and i'm so going to super detail but yeah yeah that's yeah that's just purely optimizing right so exactly. you know that on the hardware level we can go but the thing is we went so far and beyond in terms of the hardware prowess that we've got all these years and years left to actually optimize all this power that we've harnessed right it's like we have so much power we just need more time and more like brains to actually optimize all of this stuff right because we can think about computation we can think easily say that stuff like machine learning and ai things like that they have come out of making a good use of uh, you know such calculation prowess right and yeah. that's just us finding all the applications not just in, in terms of actually making the processors faster like the way amd did it but actually finding its applications as well right so we've exactly. dug way deeper uh, we've like beforehand we've dug way deeper into the direction of uh, physical prowess and now we actually need to Uh, optimize and we need to actually uh, find really good applications okay like that is the you know coming coming back to the uh, you know uh, the energy debate as well if you you know if you not read about this then you know so okay the laptop that i'm using right now it's uh, you know it's a, it's a good laptop i mean it has an amd 5900 hs it's the top of the line amd uh, uh, processor uh, right now and it's a it's an rtx 3060 so it's it's a, it's a mid either uh, amd if you watching this you know what i mean if you watching yeah. this just hook us up you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and nvidia i have the the rtx 3060 so that's also a uh it's it's a mid to budget level gpu right and where i'm really getting at is that the these components inside the computer take take a lot you know take up a lot of power so the charger that i have is a 180 watt adapter right so right. I, i have a friend who bought a lower spec version of the same laptop and he has a 130 watt uh, you know adapter i have a 180 watt adapter and right. even though, though the two components that i have the two most power consuming components are the cpu and gpu right and they they take most of the power and 180 watts is not nearly enough of what they can uh, you know take together right and so what i'm really trying to get at is 
if i'm playing games or if i'm running a machine learning model or if i'm you know if i'm mining for crypto then all of the 180 watts of power is just going into pushing electrons right that's the in the end it's just a it's just lightning on a rock that uh, that we made into think uh, faster than mm-hmm. we can right that's it's literally what it is right and that's the problem with it that that comes with a heavy price on energy consumption that all the 180 watts of electricity is being used into pushing electrons in the cpu and gpu and of course through the motherboard and the ram of course but mainly that's where the power is going right and, and the display i mean display is one of the bigger places where power actually goes are led displays yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah so uh, what i'm what i'm getting at is almost all of that power is just radiated out as heat and that's why we need all all kinds of cooling systems right and that is where the the problem lies right like we we not we've been talking again we've been talking about things like transportation we've been talking about pollution we even talked about how meat production is leading to its own greenhouse gases and everything but there's another one of these things that we've not talked about that you know we we heard about these numbers back in 2015 2013 i think that google had like these tons of carbon dioxide releasing like every day through their servers and people don't understand that that is also a very real problem that you know we using up a lot of uh, a portion of our energy supply into uh, that is electricity into powering these machines so these like there's also a lot of research to be done in this direction in technology where power consumption needs to be brought down and that's why there are these concepts like you know we have we have mobile computing we have you know my mobile phone is able to you you know at least if not train machine learning models then at least run those models faster yeah. than my macbook could right and mobile devices have become much more power efficient that way right? and yeah. it's an entire different direction of technology where you can uh, you know where you can do so i would argue that uh, yeah uh, so i would like to argue that uh, for like energy at least right now if we talk in terms of proportion right like majority of the energy in the electricity i shouldn't say energy but i should say electricity electricity actually goes into power appliances right things like air conditioners refrigerators televisions things like like these are actually where the power goes right uh, like if we take any modern house right now the proportion the majority i'm pretty sure 80 to 90% of the proportion actually goes into power appliances and then the lights right and if we talk about computing devices then they are pretty much at the at the lowest end in terms of actually consuming power right maybe it's a bit more than lights it's just uh, you know put aside to lights but just simply because of the fact that uh, computing devices are so freaking complicated and have been like researched so much upon and has had so much time and effort put into it because simply because of the value it provides right like think of the value that a light provides uh, which takes the same amount of power versus an actual freaking computing device with which you can actually talk to anybody on this earth at any given moment and like do millions of other things right so it's just uh, i guess i would uh, play i would like to argue in that direction that first we need to think about power appliances 
in terms of actual energy reduction, then we can think about uh, you know computing machines. Because yeah, no, computing I'm, not, I'm not talking about my see. I'm not talking about my laptop or your PC or whatever, right? That's that's not what I'm getting at. I was just an example. The, it's the same as saying that you know vehicles are responsible for pollution. I mean they are, but so are huge industries, factories that are doing it. So yeah. I'm just going going to the parallel of not not our personal devices that are using a lot of energy, but the energy used by servers of Google or I don't know, Amazon or whatever, all, all these yeah, companies that, that we are definitely going to have to tackle in the future, that in the future, because of course, an exp- uh, we're going to have uh, a very uh, exponential increase in just the amount of computing devices that we're going to have. Obviously, that's just like, uh, I hardly doubt, doubt anybody who's going to like question against that. Uh, so it's definitely going to be a problem in the future. But if like we, from the world of computing devices, you can see what sort of problems it generates in this way, right? You can say, okay, uh, like it actually does take up quite a huge chunk of power and we need to deal with that in the computer world. But if we actually think from the perspective of energy and electricity as a whole, right now as a species, then we know that there are quite a lot of other areas where we need more improvement, where improvement is easy and it's just going to help uh, towards more energy reduction because that's the majority proportion where the energy actually goes as well. So there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fair, fair, fair. I do agree with that. But yeah, uh, I think that's a good good enough wrap into, a, you know, into our entire discussion that we started with climate change and we went to our main topic of yeah, investing. Yeah. And then we went to all these discussions. I guess if we keep making podcasts, I guess that's another disclaimer that we'll st- we probably have a title on the podcast, but we will not talk about that title. are the main portion of the podcast and the actual topics are just like something with When are discussions really about a single topic? I mean, if they are about a single topic in your life, you need to think about something, bro. You need to... That's a problem there. That's a... Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think that's um, that's it from. That's really the, yeah. I, mean, I just I just so, want to end by saying that I just I just think we're just starting right now, and there must be a lot of immaturity in terms of talking the way we use our words as well, and also just the simple amount of fact checking because we're just doing a con making a conversation. We can't say a hundred percent sure of everything that we've said, right? There's there might be tons of factual errors in there. Just think of, of it as another conversation you were having with friends that are a bit more nerdier than usual, I guess. But yeah. or, or, it, uh, you know, or we could do a bit more research and get our notes together. So that's also yeah. another yeah. thing. But yeah, I, I like how you're the you're the younger guy and you want to talk about how immature our uh, podcast is gonna be. But yeah. I mean yeah. A, I mean yeah, let's just blame the you know the consumers for the fact checking. Of course, I mean dude, come on, we, we tried our best. You don't understand. You you're supposed to read. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then I'm just gonna hit uh, stop recording and uh, right. I'll see you now. We'll see you in the next next podcast. I guess then. Perfect. Bye. Ta-da.